Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was I Heard It Through the Grapevine, the classic, of course, from Marvin Gaye. Good morning. Great way to start the programme here on Jazz FM. It's Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. My business shaper today is Peter Granger. He's the co-founder of a business called Cafe Pod. They make coffee capsules for those lovely little machines that some of you may have at home. I have one at home. You'll be hearing lots from him very shortly. In addition to hearing from Peter, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, of course, a sumptuous mix of music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Albert King, new music from Bill Lawrence and this from Frank Sinatra, it's The Coffee Song. Down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions, so they've got to find those extra cups to fill. Hey, Pedro, get me the flashlight, I can't find the sugar. That was the upbeat and fun sound of Frank Sinatra with The Coffee Song, chosen because, of course, my business shaper today is Peter Granger. He's the co-founder of Cafe Pod. They make coffee capsules for coffee machines. They do other things as well. They make capsules for other people who make capsules for other coffee machines also, um, and they even sell them directly online. Peter, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. You now make coffee. You didn't always make coffee. Tell me the story about when you decided to go into the coffee business. So... Going to the coffee business wasn't exactly a uh, a considered choice. I was working in the city for the last well, for 10 years before I started the company. Um, decided that uh, enough was enough. I needed to uh, move on, take some time out. So I went and uh, sat on a rock, for want of a better word, in, in South America. Traveled around there for a couple of months. And through that process kind of came across, I suppose, the concepts of of, of, of Nespresso and coffee capsules and the fact that this market had opened up and and everybody likes coffee. I enjoy coffee. Didn't know too much about it at the time. And uh, when I came back to London, I met up with a couple of friends who I used to work with and said, we need to look at this. (laughs) How hard can it be? (laughs) Well, there he goes. How hard can it be indeed? But actually, the the serious side is, of course, Nespresso. And uh, if you don't know Nespresso, it's the, I guess, the quintessential coffee capsule that you use. The machines are Nespresso. It's owned by Nestle. An enormous company, a a juggernaut of a company, and indeed had held on to the patent for any kind of coffee capsule until 2013, which is, I believe, almost 10 years longer than normally a company would hold on to its patent. So they they, they created these capsules in 1986. So the market really was ripe, which is great on the one side. But for you, with your city background, what made you think you'd be able to pull it off? Because it's one thing going to a coffee shop, tasting the coffee and saying, hey, guys, we should go into the coffee business. Just talk me through the very first step uh, of you going, we're going to make this happen. 
Um, I, I think it's probably a lot of naivety. Um, <laughs> if I'm if I'm honest, I, th- I think we we looked at it and thought, actually, you know what, this is an am- amazing opportunity. Uh, as good as Nespresso is, you know, people people want choice. They want alternatives. They want something different. Things have moved on since the '90s, and, and coffee's moved on in, in a massive way. And we looked at it and went, how hard? can this be? You're putting coffee in a capsule. Um, we didn't know anything about branding or marketing or manufacturing or retail sales at the time. But, but apart from that... Yeah, but <laughs> how hard can it be? And, <laughs> and that's pretty much where we started. And we knew how to use Google and <laughs> pretty much found everything we needed from there. We're going to come back to the, the truth behind how hard it probably really was with my business shaper today, Peter Granger. He's the co-founder of Cafe Pod, and they make very tasty coffee capsules, and I have one every morning, um, so I can promise you they're very good. Time for some music. This is Kansas City from Albert King. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come. The sound of Albert King with Kansas City. Peter Granger is my business shaper today, the co-founder of Cafe Pod. They make tasty coffee capsules, quite a lot of them, lots of different uh, levels of intensity and taste from the number 10, which is very strong, the ristretto, all the way down to the sort of the lighter versions and the colours get a bit lighter to help you in case you don't know what to do. Now, Peter, you you said, um, well, I worked in the city and and then three friends, we went set up our business. And I'm going to come back to the we set up our business bit in a moment. You worked in the city, uh, as we said, you worked in the world of hedge funds, and most people will be saying, well, I kind of know what a hedge fund does, but we don't need to explain there, but it's it's all about hedging money and making money. All those things there, was there a sense of dissatisfaction, and did that dissatisfaction grow over the years before you took that break, which I assume you voluntarily took and just said, this ain't working for me? Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure it was a, a dissatisfaction. I think the company I worked for was kind of the, the top of their game at, at the time, um, they demanded a lot. Um, a great company to work for. People, everybody was on top of their game, and it just take you know, it was seventeen, eighteen hour days. Take it out of you, and eventually you get to a point going. I need to stand stand back and reassess things, and actually decide what I want to do as opposed to spending twelve hours on a Sunday in the office. But some people like that. I mean, you you work for this fantastic company called GLG, yeah. and and they they are one of the best known hedge fund uh, companies for good reason, successful and all that. Many people wouldn't have done that. Uh, um, uh, and they would have enjoyed it, and of course, the money is the side of it that people, you know, you do it, you do it partly for that. You obviously were tired. You obviously had a, a, you'd made some money along the way. What if you could put your finger on it now? Though, what was missing? And could you? Are you now able to articulate what was missing? Because you now become an entrepreneur, Peter. So, was that what was missing, or is this something? Was there something deeper than that? Do you think? I, I think when I was working there, I got to work on a lot of different projects. I moved around, so there was always a sense of of something new and something to sink my teeth into. But eventually, um, you, you need something bigger. You need something that you think is something for yourself and. You know, I didn't have career aspirations to be a trader or, or move up within the finance world. I liked being in an environment where you were being challenged, and you can really find that anywhere. Um, and yeah, it was just a, 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 it got to a point where I started drifting, and 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 what do I do next? And 
it was it was time. You just sometimes you kind of come to that point where you just like it's time to move on. Now it sounds like you did absolutely the right thing because um, two and a half years into trading, I believe you set the business up in 2011, but started trading in 2013. You're yeah. now two and a half years in, scheduled to hit at least four million pounds of revenue come the end of uh, this year, 2015. Yeah, significant growth and fast. J- just before we um, we go to the travel, give me your your top tip on managing significant growth in a short period of time. How have you done it? Um, tough question. Um, uh, not very well, to be honest, but I, I think it's persistence. You've got to be logical, a lot of common sense, get some good people around you. I think for us, that's been key is just getting, understanding that you don't know anything. Well, you don't know everything, you know, a few things, but bring in people who can help and who buy into what you're ultimately trying to do. And that we think is making a difference at the moment and has. Stay with me as the story unfolds of Peter Granger and Cafe Pod, a very successful business in a very short period of time. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, as I said, but before that, some words of wisdom for your business from our program partners at Mishkondorea. Hi, my name's Nadim Mir, and I'm a partner at Mishkondorea in the private equity team. A key thing to be thinking about if you are looking to raise funds is, given that it is maybe less difficult than it used to be to raise the money, if you do have a good growth story, then actually you are in a pretty good position to maybe be a bit more choosy as to who you partner with. Um, and I think a, a key thing to remember is that when you go into this relationship with an investor or group of investors, you do need to see it as very much like a relationship it is effectively a marriage of sorts and obviously we know the best sorts of marriages tend to be the ones where both sides uh, go in with their eyes open um, and they're both supportive parties to uh, to the marriage um, and where people think they can work well together so it's not necessarily about the party that's going to leave you with the most equity or the one with the biggest checkbook it's about the party who you are going to get on well with, work well with, and hopefully, and say, live happily ever after with. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, join me while I speak to a brilliant person from the world of business, a business shaper. If you've missed any, then go into iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers, and you'll find a whole host of fantastic guests there. City AM is your destination as well. CityAM.com will also be, going forward, housing lots of of the fantastic programmes, so don't miss that. Peter Granger is my business shaper today, and he's the co-founder of Cafe Pod. They make little capsules, very tasty ones too, that make fresh coffee in the morning for you, lovely coffee in the morning if you have a machine. They also supply the trade, um, and you can also find them if you want to buy them rather than online. You can go into Tesco, I believe there's in yep. 650 stores across the UK or something like that, and, yep. and Waitrose and Ocado, Amazon. It's very hard not to see them, and as a result, they're looking towards £4 million plus of revenue, as I mentioned earlier. It's all a pretty good story, singers. you only started a couple of years ago. Now, you were saying you took that break. You were saying you had the insight, and, and, and just before the travel, we were talking about building a team. You've been very smart about your team. You haven't just gone and found someone who can do a bit of marketing and someone who can do a bit of manufacturing. Tell me a bit about the quality of those people. You've really gone for the best, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, I think, as I, as I mentioned, we, we didn't know much about 
most of the things we were getting into. But I think one thing we realized very early on is we needed to fill those gaps with people who actually knew what was going on. And one of the first people we brought in um, was our marketing director, um, Kate Pierce. Now, she um, was a, a, f- a cousin of one of our friends we used to work with. And he happened to mention that my cousin used to work in coffee. It turns out she used to be... Uh, uh, one of the original people who worked for uh, Seattle Coffee Company when they were literally one store and then they built up to 50 stores and then went on to work for Starbucks and then Grey Goose Vodka as international brand manager. So, so really knew her stuff immediately. Yeah. Num- day one she walks in, she's able to do things. To add value, which to is massive. Value. And, and at the small st- the startup stage, that's absolutely critical. Uh, and I believe your commercial director... Um, is is someone of note as well? Yeah, so we, we've, you know, on the commercial side, things have um, moved on over the last couple of years. I mean, when we originally set up, um, uh, Philip Banfield was our commercial director, and he also brought 20 years of experience of, of bringing products to retail stores. I mean, in the beginning, when we first approached him and we told him what we wanted to do, uh, we just assumed that if you made a great product, uh, the Tesco's and the Waitrose of the world would just open their doors and put it on their shelves, because why wouldn't they? And... Uh, yeah, we went through a little bit of an education process, but he bought into what we were trying to do, and and we got some great success uh, through his efforts, which was fantastic. So you're starting. We, we've covering team. We, we've talked about your naivety, which sounds like a good thing because obviously you know bright people around the table, they're going to have a go. You said you got Google, and I think you probably <laughs> probably got a bit more than that too. You raised a bunch of money as well. Yeah. I am assuming that the background you had in finance made that you comfortable with numbers, able to talk about numbers, present coherently to people that might invest in you. That must have help it it did i think you assume it's gonna be the be all and end all but in reality um you actually realize all the things you don't know and 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 you think well i've come from the finance world i know all these people i'm sure they'll put all money in and we'll we'll go screaming off and it's actually the people who you expect to help you don't and and the people who who you, you approach second or third are actually the guys who buy into what you're trying to do and they look at you and go i'm not really sure what you're trying to do, but I, I buy into you and I'll support you. And uh, that's really made the difference. Interesting. And who would have thought that? As you said, the financial piece may be driven by the personality piece. I have heard that in different versions before. Time for some music before we talk more to Peter. This is new music, promised it earlier. It's the Bill Lawrence Project and it's Uban. That was Uban or Uban, whatever you want to call it, from the Bill Lawrence Project. Uh, you will probably know that that's the pianist from Snarky Puppy. Um, my business shape today is Peter Granger, as I said earlier. And if you've been listening, you will know that this supposedly naive man is not so naive, really. Um, put a good team around him, raised some money. And you said not always about the people you thought you would get the money from, but people that really believed in you. You're looking forward now, Peter. It's, I sense this. This, you know, you set up the basics. You're selling. How many? How many have you worked? How many capsules you actually sell a year? Have you done that? The maths on that. It's always good to hear those crazy numbers. Uh, millions, tens of millions, tens of so millions. So it, 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 
it jumps on a on a monthly basis, which is good. Now the quality of the coffee is really good, and I can testify to that. You, you it started there in that coffee shop in I think it was is it Cape Town? When, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Started in there. It, you know, we we've all had the, for those uh, those listening who love coffee. Good coffee is very different to not so good coffee. The coffee's good. Have you changed providers? Have you looked for different places? Do you continually look? How do you ensure that the quality of the product is all very well having great business and acumen and people? The quality of the pro- product. How have you man- maintained it? Because it is fantastic. I, I think one of the things we realized in the beginning was that if we were going to make something and put it out there and, and and get people to to look at an alternative to to what they were currently buying, it had to be at least as good, if not better. Um, and we we looked at all the, the roasters, the big roasters in the UK, and we we partnered with a great company up in North Lincolnshire called Lincoln and York, and they've been our coffee supplier since day one, and they still work with us. Um, and they again bought into what we were doing, and um, you know they there's all sorts of coffee available and we were quite clear that we wanted you know what you put in is what you get out um and and you know we 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 put expensive coffee in and and hopefully people appreciate that when they when they enjoy it um we've got uh, a guy that we work with by the name of John Thompson who um is is one of the kind of senior coffee people in in the UK um and we use him for uh, sourcing specialty coffee for QA side of things to really make sure that for what um, the what side of things the the uh, sorry, quality Q, assurance quality assurance okay. so so just making sure that mm. we are delivering on what we what we want to do and we've won you know awards for the coffee uh, last year we won seven great taste awards which is great um to always get that outside endorsement of, of the efforts that you're putting in now you're still young you're still in your 30s you've been in business for a number of years but there must be now as you look uh, two questions are there people in the past that have influenced you and enabled you to have the clarity that you have now or the, or even the naivety which is a good thing actually in this sense and is there someone now, or are there a group of people now that are mentoring you to ensure that Peter remains kind of the smart guy who's going to grow his business? I think we've tried to surround ourselves by um, uh, talking and networking and, 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 and getting involved with other entrepreneurs, people who are at the same level of us uh, as us, but also people who have um, been there and done it. Um, James Aberdyke from Goo Puddings. Um, a previous jazz, uh, business shaper, in great. fact. Right? He's great, and, and, and we work with him on a regular basis. Just, you know, again, you know, looking at the people who've been there, done that. Um, we've got some great uh, investors who are entrepreneurs in their own right, um, who've done some great stuff. Um, and then just just reaching out to people. If we see people that, that impress us or, or really inspire us, we, we, we try and get in touch with them and go, can we, can we sit down and, and have a chat? Common, as simple as that. A lot of common sense. Fantastic. We'll have our final chat with Peter, plus play some music from Olivia Trummer. That's off the latest Traffic and Travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was Olivia Trummer. I really like her. That's Gotta Miss Someone, and that was released 2014. 
Peter Granger is with me just for a few more precious minutes and he's the co-founder if you haven't been listening to Cafe of Cafe Pod they make coffee capsules they make lots of them millions of them in fact and they're turning over probably north of four million pounds uh, by the end of this year 2015 I have them in my kitchen I recommend you go online or you go into a local store and get them I'm not advertising I promise I'm just telling you that they're very tasty Peter's <laughs> going this is good he's talking about my product very nicely but it's true I wouldn't do it if it wasn't true now you've been talking about all sorts of things um, the the interesting part about raising money and how it wasn't quite what you expected pulling the team around you and so on and so forth have there been massive knockbacks because we haven't talked about any or has it actually been relatively touchwood relatively you know bruise free uh, i can honestly say it's been the hardest thing i've ever done okay. <laughs> uh, every day I mean, it is a school day it, the learning curve is huge and i think all the assumptions assumptions that you make are just shattered on a on a daily weekly basis give me an, exa- you- give me an example then of that um, I, I think when we first put the business together, um, we bought, there was nobody to make capsules for us, so we physically bought the machinery. So we do manufacturing, and this thing is the size of a small bus. And we bought it from a company in Italy that we, we assumed you just buy this machine and plug it in, and things would come out the end, not knowing anything about running a factory or machinery, not knowing that it takes between a month and two to, to bed it in. And that was a little bit of a shock. Um, just not understanding that and then suddenly coming to those realizations. So uh, biting off more than we can chew on a regular basis has been a, a humbling experience. But, but it sounds also like an exciting one and one that you, you, as much as it stresses you out, it's a good stress. It kind of excites you to ensure that you fix the problem. And, and is that what you've just done? Pick off each time you go, well, we need to do that. You try it, it doesn't work, you fix it. It's, it's just a series of problem solving. And it's, I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, it's, it's been a fantastic experience. I get to work with a friend of mine every day. We, we fight like cats and dogs, but we, we have a great time. We've got a great team around us. And, and you learn how much you know as a person and you get to expand what you know and the confidence you build is just incredible so it's been great and and within that confidence what do you think is now looking at the last few years of actually doing this thing what are your what is your biggest strength what do you bring to the business i i think uh, hard to be objective i know but trying to be objective peter <laughs> i think trying to get people to buy into ultimately what we're trying to do and trying to create a uh, an environment for people to come work with us, uh, for people to be inspired, for people to enjoy our products, and, and just try and be, uh, trying to communicate to people that we're trying to do something that's, there's no nonsense to it, it what you see is what you get, we're, 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 we're trying not to use smoke and mirrors to convince people of particular things, whether it's in, inside the business, with our business partners, or with consumers, it's just, you know, we're just trying to make something great. Fantastic. Listen, I wish you all the luck. Um, Thank you. It sounds like you've got a great business and it's going to be even bigger and better. I will continue to drink your wonderful coffee. Just before I let you go, though, what is your song choice and why have you chosen it? So my song choice is uh, the Pink Panther theme tune. Um, and I actually chose it. It's a song that you know I used to hear fairly often when I was younger. And it's my dad was a massive Peter Sellers fan. And uh, he, he passed away a couple of years ago. And actually, I thought there was a uh, an apt choice. Uh, I think most people have great memories of, of the Pink Panther and, and the theme tune. Fantastic. It's a good choice indeed, and I, and I love it too. Here it comes. Thank you very much for being on Business Shaper. This is your choice, the Pink Panther theme from Henry Mancini.
That was the Pink Panthers theme, of course, from Henry Mancini. The song choice of my business shaper today, Peter Granger. Straightforward, honest and fundamentally a fixer at heart and building a really fantastic business while he does it. Great stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday morning, 9am, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. In the meantime, stay with us. Coming up next, here on Jazz FM, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal.